All right, welcome to episode 12 of Aaron Calling. Is it number 12? I don't know. I think it's 12. Sure. Sounds great. <laughs> A dozen. You know, I looked it up right before I called you, and but I'm already second-guessing myself. Right. For some reason, I was expecting you to say 11, but I don't think that's no, the we real reason. No, we did 11 last week because we, we avoided the... Uh, Spinal Tap joke, turning it up to a That's right. That's right. This is the Dirty Dozen. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 12 Lee Marvin. <laughs> Lee Marvin. It's, uh, it's the, uh, the, the 12th episode in the 12th month. That's right. Well, we've done it. Pulled it all together. Really? <laughs> we've, we've done it. We've made it to We December. really did that. Episode over. <laughs> Um, okay, so I think we uh, we discussed that this is going to be our year-end wrap-up list, which for us is kind of ridiculous because yeah, um, we're we we have uh, we have uh, obtained enough stuff this year to make this very very hard, and to make it even more yep. complicated or challenging, I should say, we're going to we're going to do two sections: our favorite 2019 releases, and only three. And then um, three of our favorite used releases that we found, which yes. is a quite the small sample size of our uh, <laughs> year's worth of buying. Yeah, yeah. All, Did you all have that stuff? Did all you that have stuff. a hard time with this uh, homework assignment? Uh, I did. <laughs> I did. I still, I'm still having a hard time, like right now. Like I'm like, oh, oh. because so, we, we are our 2019 list. Our new list is things that were released in this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I may have already screwed this up. So there you go. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and tell you yeah. that I cheated a bit and I included reissues in that list because even though they've already been released they were re-released okay yeah i probably still screwed it up (laughs) this leads into one of my talking points of sorts before we get into our list which is that i have bought very little new music in 2019 yes for the probably the first time ever my used and I guess when I when I say used, I just mean you know previously released uh, you know used section vinyl, not a brand new record by by a new band or an artist. You know, right. um, that has far outweighed the 2019 releases. And I don't know why that is. I always said that uh, I would not be that guy. You know, that's that's not up with the current trends. But I've sure. had a hard time sort of connecting with um, more of the popular music of the day, I guess you would say. Right. And and to counterpoint that, yeah, because we talked about this a little bit, I had completely like forsaken <laughs> new music in any real way. Like I was just like not interested until starting to pick up vinyl. And then it like turned my interest switch 
back on completely. And now I'm like trying to find new things and like, you know, figure out not even like, I guess the, I mean, I'll check out, you know, if I see something cool on, uh, you know, these days it's via Instagram, usually like some little blurb about something. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'll check it out. And like, sometimes listen to it on the phone first or like on the way into work or home from work and like, oh yeah, that's cool. I'll go get the record. Or if I'm really intrigued, then I'll like, you know, not listen at all and save it for the, the unboxing moment. But, um, it definitely has like, I bought a fair amount of new things, not necessarily things that came out. Not all of them came out this year for sure, but like a lot of newer vinyl and a lot of it, you know, I was telling myself was really helping out my local record store, but a lot of it I didn't buy there either. So there you go. (laughs) <laughs> so I uh, I also have sort of an asterisk next to this because I did actually buy I went through a weird phase a couple months ago where I bought a bunch of um, I bought a bunch of product off Bandcamp so like super yep. indie bands you know yep. and um, I kind of I just had this real strong desire to kind of support you know bands that weren't at the top of the pitchfork list or what have you or right. signed to big labels just right people making cool music and what i i really wanted to own something but in several instances the band wasn't either big enough to afford to press vinyl or even if they had it was kind of pricey and i thought i don't know if i want to go all in you know just on that right but i still want to own something so uh, you know the cool hip thing now are cassettes and so i just ordered i did order i went through a phase where i ordered about you know six to ten cassettes just from kind of weird bands it's a lot of like avant-garde and there's some like beats like mixtape beats like hip-hop stuff or just really like if you know i think there's one where it's just like a guy walking in a rainforest kind of vibe i mean it is kind of really out there but it's fun for me because it's like six or seven bucks for the cassette they're usually well packaged and fun I do have a cassette player and I do listen to them on the cassette deck and um, or, you know, in the or there was a a real there was an artist in Austin. I'm totally blanking on her name, so I'm kind of not prepared for this at all. But um, great kind of like her first release, you know, just kind of a real kind of like R&B, you know, um, indie kind of thing. And so I picked that up. So, I, you know, it's not to say I didn't you know, invest in some of the newer stuff. I think what I've done is I've just backed off the like dead oceans and merge and sub pop like mailing list because I just, right. I just hit buy. And then I've, I've had to, I've decided that I wanted to take a step back and make sure that I kind of actually like it before I drop the 25 to $30, um, you know, on something that I'm not sure with prime example of what i'm what you know i think proved the most was and i hate to say this but uh, you know i was really excited when like slater kenny announced that album you know with yeah. st vincent i was like oh i gotta order that and i thought well maybe i'll hold off and i'm kind of glad i did because i'm not so into that record and 
I, I probably would have spent a ton of money to have it and never play it, you know? So, right. you know, sometimes the, the benefit of today's music market is you can stream it for maybe a month or two and get it then, unless you're kind of hooked on a, some sort of pre-order special where it's some sort of fancy colored vinyl or there's a bag that comes with it or something. So, Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's hard too because it's. I mean, <laughs> we. I, I think we talked about this uh, at length multiple times, but like just the price of buying the thing brand new is sometimes daunting. <laughs> yeah, like when you see it, you're just like, oof. Like, well, you and I are quantity guys. Like, we love to buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and so when you go in and the new, I don't know. I'm just picking on somebody. This isn't fair, but like the new Angel Olsen record is maybe, you know, 2025. 20, then all of a sudden, right. like, oh, wow, okay. Well, that's, you know, three records I'm not, three other records I'm not, used records I'm right. not buying, you know? So right. That's what has, that's what's been a little bit of a challenge for me. Also, too, I probably did 20 plus DJ gigs this year, and yep. it's hard to know. You know, if I'm going to if I make a little bit of money from that and I want to reinvest it in product to in turn continue to DJ, it's hard to know that the brand new release is going to provide that, you know. So a lot of times I'm using that money to go buy a bunch of used stuff that I know will sort of help facilitate those sets or just, you know, fall in line with that. Also, I went to more record shows than I've ever been to this year and record stores or record shows. I'm sorry, are just stacked with as you know, you stuff, you know? So, right. um, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just been, I, I, always, I never really thought I would, I always say like, I don't want to be the guy that's only buying like Beatles records, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm growing closer to that, uh, each year. So maybe 2020 <laughs> will be different, but <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just tough. There's so much, there's, I think the thing about the new th- music that turned me off initially it was just like how easy it was to get it made so much of it present it was just like i don't even know how to sift (laughs) through what i'm how how do you even get through some of you know part of this and you know i just kind of found my sweet spot where it's like i will you know i like to venture out and find weird things in like weird corners of you know maybe a genre or something or like now thankfully because people are doing all this archiving work there's all this great stuff coming out of africa that was you know on like weird tapes and stuff all those kind of things like i love that kind of stuff so there is as there always is there's like a cottage industry just for weirdos like me (laughs) i agree so uh, do you want to you want to go through our list or is yours uh, is your shot? Should we just throw it out of the out of the? Throw the no, 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 no. I, I have retooled it literally as we were talking right there. Um, so, yeah, we can do it. I'm good. Boom. Boom. I'm good. Um, good. Because I just remembered one while we were talking. And uh, <laughs> this is this is how we do it. Uh, yep. You want to go back and forth or or sure. uh, or. OK, uh, you go first. Okay. And no particular order, just uh, right. Just just top three is what I think we're doing. All right, sounds good. Um, 
I'm going to go first with uh, I was late to the party on this band, but uh, I got and they've already put out another record this year since this, but uh, Big Thief. Yes. U-F-O-F. That's, that seems to be the uh, the band of the, like the indie band of the year, I would say. Right. And I am, I will, I will freely admit that I am wary every time lots <laughs> of people are talking about a band. I'm like, is that, is this going to be that thing? Like I've been burned yep. by this before. And, yep. um, what got me into this band was driving to work early in the morning for my early Baker's day. Um, it came on just to like, I just had like Spotify or something playing. Uh, I have that little feature called your daily drive or something. And it's sort of like a radio station, but sort of not. Yeah. Um, anyways, I had it playing and it queued up. Uh, the first song on uh, this record, which is called Contact. Yeah. And I was like riveted from the second it came on. I was like, what is going on? And then like, there's a moment where she like screams, like she has seen 10,000 ghosts right before her eyes or something. Like she lets out this scream that you do not see coming. And it's like, what on earth um and so i like dialed up the rest of the record and listened to like you know a good chunk of it before i even got to work um but it's really good i explained it to my wife like it's a record that like i feel like it's very uneasy sounding and it like you're always like something's about to happen yeah (laughs) yeah and it doesn't always but you're always like they do a really good job of creating an atmosphere that feels like something is about to happen and it's probably not going to be good, but it's like, you just feel uneasy. It's really good. Uh, it's recorded really well for that atmosphere to kind of exist. Um, I've heard a couple songs off the one that they did a couple months ago, put out kind of like it's sister album. Um, and Grammy nominated. Yeah. And it's, I haven't gotten it yet, um, mainly because I'm still kind of digesting this one, but yeah, that's my first one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, I do not have that one, by the way, but it's on my list. It's, it's fair. on my old old man get to it list. Yep, yep. Um, uh, let's see. The first one I'm going to go with is um, Pedro the Lion's Phoenix. Oof. Yep. Killer. And I think it came out in like February, maybe. Yeah. And because I, I remember pre-ordering it um, la- this time last year, and I had seen him on tour. It was great. I like that the album name is Phoenix, like you know, sort of Phoenix Rising, because that's his big thing. Is like he kind of got out of his own head and quit worrying about being David Bazan and just said, "Oh, people like Pedro the Lion. I should just be Pedro the Lion again." <laughs> right. Right. Which was great. Um, there is a song on the B side called "Quietest Friend," which yep. is just classic Pedro line. It's just so, so great. Got an interesting, you know, kind of relationships and dynamics and how things work for for people that have known people for a long time. So, yeah, uh, lyrically, it's very interesting. Just kind of a very powerful song. Uh, that one really kind of stuck out for me this year, and I listened to it a lot. 
I did pre-order like the fancy schmancy swirly kind and Oh nice. Um I enjoy it. I mean honestly Pedro Line you're going to find that most of mine these are people that when they announce something I just buy it. You know what I mean? Like I right. I'm in I'm I'm a fan enough that I just buy it. So yep. that's uh that was my number well it's number 1 on my on my list. So Yeah, that's a great record. I got it. Uh did I pre-order that one? I'm not sure. I think I, I think it had just come out. Yep. And I was like, oh, do I get it? And I finally pulled the trigger and was very happy that it yep. did. It's great. Super good. Um all right. Uh next for me is the I showed you this when you're here, the Mogadisco comp, yep. uh dancing Mogadishu, Somalia nineteen seventy two to nineteen ninety-one from analog Africa. Uh label um it is a collection of tapes that were derived from radio mogadishu in somalia um that this guy had there's like a whole book that came with this thing about the trip that the guy took to get to the tapes and how like daunting a thing that is in modern times <laughs> yeah. like you don't just walk into somalia and be like hey hey how's it going shake some hands and then walk out with stuff like you have to have armed escorts and it's this whole thing um it sounded sort of like a spy novel there's lots of like code names and things um but it's really funky um the thing i love about this kind of thing i have a couple of comps of similar style um is they pull them right off the tape and, you know, there's a ton that they can't use because the tapes are degraded or something, but they find the best stuff that they can use and then pull it straight off of there. So you get that, like, it sounds exactly like what it is. Like it's still kind of warbly and dirty yeah. and it sounds like it's coming off the air. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it's really good, really funky. Um there is some like reggae on here as well um, in a very dubbed out style, um, which is also a lot of fun. The, uh, the youngin in my life, Ozzy really likes to dance to it. So yeah, I bet. Yeah. He'll jump up and down to this one. So it's good. Does he do that old man laugh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. My favorite thing ever. <laughs> uh, let's see. The second one on my list is, the Starflyer 59's Young in My Head. Yep. And uh, listen, I'm I'm a fan of anyone that is, you know, had a band for as long as Jason Martin has done Starflyer 59, has never really ever made it big, but just kind of keeps making records, doesn't worry about touring, isn't like caught up in the the you know you know, the competition of the music business. He just kind of keeps making records. This right. one is a uh, 16 year old son plays drums on the whole album, which is <laughs> sort of a cool kind of, you know, circle of life thing when it comes to making records, but yep. um, was very, very excited to get that one. I, they had a, they had sort of a special colored edition and I sort of blanked on it. And, but um, our mutual friend at, uh, Josh at Grimey's was able to get me a copy at the store, so I was able to pick it up there. And nice, it's just sort of you know when he started, he very had that real strong shoegaze sound, but he's just sort of morphed into this kind of laid back, like 
almost Echo and the Bunnymen kind of, you know, just real right. simple songs, um, kind of straightforward. And uh, but they're all really catchy, you know. So I've I've right. actually been de- DJing with it, and people seem to enjoy it when I play it. So um, yeah, it's um, it, it it was a great one. Uh, I was very excited that one came out, and um, um, yeah, I've I've got more Starflyer on my list because I'm just not I'm ready, sure. But, yeah, so. <laughs> I'm so sure. I'll just leave it at there. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna cheat for number three. Because nice. I kind of have a tie, quite honestly, and it's a for real tie. Let's um, do four. Let's just go four. Okay, we'll do four. <laughs> Great. Uh, number three will be uh, a record we've already mentioned tonight. Angel Olsen's All, All Mirrors, I think the name of the record is. Yep. Yep. Uh, pretty impressed with it having not been... I, th- I think we talked about this record already, but having not been a fan of hers necessarily, not because I like listened to it and didn't like it, but more because I was like oblivious to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just kind of heard it and was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, this one, like for some reason, this one like got me and uh, it's very like Kate Bushy and like huge in the production yeah. Uh, department, which is completely different from everything Angel Olsen has done up until this moment. Like all the other stuff is like stripped down, like rock and roll kind of thing. Uh, this is much more synthy and weird and like orchestrated. Um, there is supposedly another version of this record that she has recorded and is putting out, I think, after the first of the year, which is like the original way she recorded it, which was like super stripped down, just like her and like a guitar maybe. Yeah. Um, which I'm also uh, very eager to hear just because I can't, I honestly, when I hear this record, I can't imagine it being any other way because it's just, the songs just seem like there's no way you can take all of the ornaments off of the, the tree as it yeah. were. And it still be the same thing, but uh, yeah. It's really good um it it falls heavily into the uh pardon my french sad bastard music <laughs> it is, it is i think a... that's the only reason i haven't picked it up it's just like it just seems to have that vibe and i yeah there's just it's it's been sad enough this year i just I right. don't know that i need it soundtracked <laughs> right, right it is not a pick me up you know but yeah. it is uh it is good i got the i think it's the yeah, it's like the clear vinyl version. There's like oh. a couple of different versions. Um, one was clear. I think one, she has like blue eyes on the cover and it has like a Coke bottle green yeah, vinyl cool. or something like that. Um, there's like a poster that comes with it. There's all this crazy stuff that comes with the record. But uh, yeah. but yeah, it's really good. Good. Yeah. My, uh, my third one that I just thought of is uh, William Tyler's Go West. Yes, which came out this year, and um, you know, like if you go through someone's like record collection and you just see like all the like Leo Kaki records and like the right. 
the Faye records or whatever, and you're like, well, this guy's like really in the solo guitar records or whatever. Like, right. I feel like that's what pe- people are going to say about me when, if and when they ever just kind of go through the whole thing and sort through it. And yep. they'll be able to see a lot of those acts, but they'll also kind of eventually make their way down and just see like all of William Tyler's records, which have just sort of morphed. This one's a little bit different than. Uh, the previous one and that um, I don't know it's just got a little bit more of like a it's a good like travel record which sounds weird like it's yep. kind of good to good to kind of drive to you know and uh, Bill Frisell plays on it um, <laughs> you know it's just it's just like when again another guy that it, no matter when he puts a record out you know right. he's gonna I'm gonna do it I mean you know a little bit of this is you know knowing him and knowing you know his decision to kind of actually move west and, and yep. seeing what that would be interesting and how that sort of sh- shaped how this record turned out but um if you're into uh instrumental guitar music and this is by no means solo guitar this is you know with a full band and if if that sounds like it can't be interesting you know people like william make it very very interesting and fun to listen right. to so i pre-ordered this merge one like the moment it was announced and it came with uh, I think it's like it's green vinyl has this huge poster that comes with it yep. and uh, packaging looks really great. The artwork is, is amazing. And I uh, was, was really, really happy to, I'm mostly glad that I remembered that I, I bought that one uh, and that one came out in 2019, but uh, it's, it's a great one to, uh, to pick up if you ever see it out. So. Nice. It is a great record by a great dude um, who is a ridiculous wizard of of a guitarist yeah if you have never seen him play you have to see it right after we moved here you actually played a show at they do this thing in uh uh sarah p duke gardens uh and it's basically i think it's like a cheap ticket but like if you get there at a certain point they just stop charging like whatever so like we just walked in i was like oh hey there's there's willie t Awesome. <laughs> and he was doing his doing his thing. It was it was great. So uh, for each of our fourth, um, yes, you go, and then I'm I'm gonna bend the rules. But you go first. Oh yeah. Um. So we talked about this one too. Uh, I'm assuming this is how you say this. Roxy Moore, face to face, is the record on uh, Don't Be Afraid Records. Is in the UK. Um, it is squarely in the the techno-y electronic world with some slight twists and weird sort of uh, esoteric flourishes, <laughs> if you will. Um, but it's a it's a fun listen. I kind of lean on electronic music to a degree when I get like uh, ear fatigue from other either jazz or like rock music yeah. or whatever i just kind of like it's a nice this like, Errol Smith is wearing me out. yeah man i can't do no more dream on man <laughs> i heard that 10 times already today i can't do it <laughs> once more i gotta hear some drum and bass dog <laughs> <laughs> so is that uh, a reissue or is it a brand new project and this is this a year? brand new Oh, cool. Jam. She has put out apparently two other releases. They were EPs. And then she 
she did like she's done like a lot of producing and DJing stuff and all that. And that's kind of where those two EPs came from. And then she dropped this. Um, this is one of those that I like literally was like passing through the the Instagram world and the cover of this thing, which is beautiful. Um, just kind of like flashed by. I was like, what is that? And clicked through <laughs> and then like found it on Bandcamp and then listened, tried to find it in any other place I could try and find the music and couldn't. So finally just ordered it um, off of uh, Bandcamp. Good. And uh, yeah, it's great. I'm sure she enjoyed seeing the order come through. Yeah. North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I'm totally cheating on number four. I'm going to include reissues. That's fair. Um, it's gold, and... isn't it? No. <laughs> oh. Oh. Although I could add that to the list. I mean, Starfire 59's gold was a fun reissue. The sure. top of the reissue list is Hums, Downward is Heavenward. Yep. And only because I, I actually sat too. at my computer, like, and waited for uh, Matt <laughs> to, like, post the link. I mean, I was just clicking the button. It was sick. I mean, I right. knew multiple people all doing the same thing. Right. And then, like, once the order went through, some people got it. Some people didn't. People were freaking out because the shipping order, you know, the confirmation didn't come through. I never got a shipping confirmation. It just right. all of a sudden showed up. Like, it was up for sale and gone in, like, 10 minutes. It was insane. Yep. Yep. And that record, I mean, Downward is having, Downward is Heavenward is just kind of a perfect record for me. And yep. I have been wanting it to be uh, reissued, I guess. Was there, was it ever pressed, now that I, I think about it? I think it, if it was, it was extremely extremely limited yeah 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 i think because maybe the the record hardly sold right sold in any format you know what i mean uh i mean upon release i should say yeah except for like the core audience but um i just love that band i love that record and when i have been holding out for that reissue for forever so when that one was announced was super excited um yeah and then we've talked at length so there's no real reason to, to beat it uh anymore but um i was really excited that rem reissued monster and that was i've just been really into right. that record as we've talked about plenty yep. for the last couple episodes and it just kind of came out of nowhere i didn't even really think about it being the 25th year and all that stuff and so when it popped up that was that was a fun one to buy so i know I know those don't really count as like 2019 releases. It's not new music or whatever. But right. I mean, when you get the opportunity to get something, you know, to get the LP version that you've never been able to get before, um, right. you know, it feels it feels new. So I did the same thing as you when they when when he unleashed the second round. Yeah. Of that. Um, did you get the blue uh, I did. vinyl? Nice. I did. Good. Except. I I did the the thing of like oh man I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it I got it and I don't think it still has sold out <laughs> like oh, it was really? it was like all this hype and then I think they pressed a much larger number this time yeah of the and blue then, yeah I think so well don't tell me that because I was just gonna pat myself on the back for not buying the blue version also <laughs> <laughs> I think if you I think if you go there you can still get it so there you go yeah yeah I'll just leave that there. <laughs> yeah and 
uh, tooth and nail reissuing Starflyer 59's gold was was sort of a, a highlight as well. So right. Um, yeah, I'm just I've just reached an age where I just enjoy. You know, you know, make, make remember you like know people and be like, why are you buying that Beatles CD again? You know, what I mean, oh man, they right. you know remix it or remaster or whatever, you know, like whatever. Right. And but now I, I see how you can, as music fans or music lovers, like you can kind of get to a point to where there's something that means so much that if they do, yeah. you know, reissue it or mess with it again, you just kind of want to pick it up. So yeah. Um, how about our used releases? Oh, we're this not was done hard. Yet. We're not done yet. Not by a long shot. This was hard because I bought so much new stuff. I mean, right. it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but I decided to go when I was looking through my list. I thought, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to choose mostly based on like that euphoric feeling of like, holy crap, I can't believe this is in a store and I'm finding it. Right. So that's how I chose my three. That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) And I even had to leave. I I still had to leave some off on that. Oh, of course. Of Um, course. Do you you want to start this one? Yeah, Yeah, I'll start start this one. one. Okay. The first one is, and there's a a million uh, reissues of it, but I've never bought the reissue. And then I found the uh, first pressing on Up Records in Atlanta Uh, at uh, Criminal. And I immediately yep. jumped on it, but it's built to spills. Uh, there's nothing wrong with love, and I paid yep. for it, man. Like I, I mean, I didn't pay like a hundred <laughs> bucks, but I mean, I paid more than I usually pay for a record. But uh, just, I mean, both Emily and I absolutely worship that record. I've owned it on CD for years and listened to it streaming all the time. And so when I saw the original copy there, I was like, ooh, you know, and just grabbed it immediately. So it's a good. Um, it's so good, so good. Uh, I think the reissue that was like the, one of the first three or four records I bought when I first Smart. started buying records. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like on some stupid sale, and I was like, "Okay, yep, that was smart. That. that was smart." I don't know why I've, I mean, you know this, but like you get to a point where there's not only the new stuff you want to find and discover, and there's not only the stuff that's coming out brand new. There's also the stuff that like you just want to pick up from a catalog perspective. Right. And it, you know, there's only so many so much money <laughs> in one's lifetime so right. uh that one was uh that one was kind of always on my list i just never got around to so when i when i saw the um like first pressing of it i was like done easy nice um so i kind of went uh not with the oh wow this is in the store <laughs> That's format at right. all but it's also I also kind of went with things that like opened either things I was looking for or things that just kind of came out of the blue and opened a, a whole door yeah. into a thing for me or sent me down a rabbit hole. Um, so first off would be uh, Sextant by uh, Herbie Hancock's Mwandishi band, yep. which is like the last one of their, uh, I guess their trilogy of records. Um by far the weirdest of the three in the sense of like all the stuff they did post-production is insane and it's very bleepy and bloopy in parts, but it's somehow still funky even when there's like nothing but weird electronic noises beeping and bonking around. It's, 
it it makes no sense how good it is given how weird it is <laughs> if that makes sense like it's still every time i tell somebody about it, i'm like this sounds like the future even now like even yep. when you hear it now you're like yep that, people still are not doing that <laughs> not I mean, really you and i are on the same way there i bought four or five herbie hancock records this right year. and uh they just seem to come out of nowhere. I don't know yeah. whether we were just willing them into the universe. But I mean, I found Headhunters, and I, you know, I yep. never see that record. And right. uh, you know, I actually almost added it to my list, but I, you know, I was checking out at a store called Luna in Franklin, great store, mm-hmm. and they were cleaning it and kind of test playing it, and I was like, "Whoa, can, uh, is that for sale?" Like, yeah, like, yeah. Add it to this pile. I'm not done. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Grabbed it right there. Just took it. Took it right there. And uh, super excited. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm. I feel the same way. Like I feel like all this Herbie Hancock stuff just kind of came out of nowhere. And I don't know if it's like those weird moments of like they're reissuing a lot of that Blue Note catalog. You know, like back catalog, and like for some reason that's putting <laughs> some weird. Herbie vibe out into the world and like this stuff is just showing up now or what, but yeah, uh, I'm glad it is cause it's real good. Yeah. Um, the second one on my list is embarrassing, but it's Starfire 59's Americana, <laughs> yeah. which I think we talked about on the last episode cause I found yep. it at record store day, but it's, uh, it's just, it's the original pressing on tooth and nail. There's only ever been one pressing, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. And uh, you never, never, ever see Starfire Records in a store. So, uh, I mean, grabbed it. it. was the first bin I looked in. Grabbed it right away. It was very pricey, but I got like 25% off of it. So that brought it down to underneath like the lowest it's ever sold on Discogs. So I feel somewhat like a bargain right. shopper. <laughs> <laughs> um but again, just a super important record for me growing up. I saw him on, t- yep. on that tour uh, in uh, Franklin at whatever Michael W. Smith's club or whatever, uh, Rocket Town. <laughs> yep. And uh, they just blew me away. And um, yeah, picked that one up. Um, or, you know, was super excited to find it in the store. So no that's, doubt. Uh, that's my second one. Oof, that's a goodie. Um,. Number two for me was the Hugh Masekela record uh, introducing Hedzilla Sounds. Um, this one, along with another record, which is a reissue, that Ebo Taylor record, um, kind of started me on like big time into like checking out all this African music, um, Afro pop and, and Afro funk and <laughs> all the permutations yep. of it. Um, this one is great. Uh, it is, it was, it was, I guess really it was one of those that like just wound up at Carolina soul and was like up on the wall. And I was like, walked in after having like learned about this record's existence and then like looking for it and a little bit online just to see how much it cost and finding out that it was like kind of pricey. Cause I don't think they've, I don't, so far as far as I know, it's never really been reissued. Maybe like once way back in the day it got like repressed but never reissued. And then uh so I walked in and there it was and it was a really clean copy and uh it was not crazy expensive, thankfully. Awesome. And um yeah, it's like 
it's like all all the it's like a trippy like almost bitches brew-esque kind of sound for a lot of it like Masakela is just like really shredding the trumpet <laughs> and there's like a lot of uh there's like one original and then a, the rest of it i believe is like traditional songs that the heads of the sounds group had like messed with before and then he helped them mess with it even more and so then it gets really trippy and weird but uh yeah it definitely uh, opened up a rabbit hole <laughs> which i'm still in <laughs> hey I'm right the rabbit hole yes a rabbit hole all the way to africa um so my third one and i think i think we're allowed to have a fourth one on this one too if we want okay but, fair. um my third one is Lemonheads. oh Lemonheads. so it's oh. uh it's the self-titled one that is the red cover that came out on Vagrant in um, the 2000s. So you yep. had you had It's a Shame About Ray, and then why am I – I'm totally spacing on that next record that had um, – uh, Yep. What is that record called? Why can't I think of it? Uh, actually, hold on. I think I have it um, right here. It's called Come On, Feel the Lemonheads. Yes. So I think this one is the next one after Come On, Feel the Lemonheads, although there may be one. There's another one. Oh, there is. Car Button Cloth. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I love, by the way. I think that record is absolutely amazing. Sorry. Good. So I had spaced out on just Lemonheads in general, and then when, when when he announced this album, this was years ago, but I remember Pitchfork posted about it and like jay mastis is playing guitar on it and i listened to it and i was yep. like oh no brainer and i picked up the cd and this was kind of before i was i mean this was quite some quite a while ago before i was you know just picking up records like this so um so i got the cd copy and wore it out i mean it's so scratched up you can barely play it um <laughs> but i love it it's so good and Never really assumed that they'd ever press it on vinyl. And then I think I finally got around to looking for it. And I was like, oh, they did in a really small run. And it's insanely expensive. Um, And it is. And I walked into The Great Escape in Murfreesboro, where I go kind of every weekend just because it's close. And I don't have to get into the Nashville scrum to to shop. But walk in there is right there on the wall. And I was like, (laughs) what? Uh, And uh, I think it was 70 bucks. It's not the cleanest copy in the world. It plays fine. But um, I didn't actually realize this until I got it. But he basically recorded this with the Descendants, so it's like Bill Stevenson producing it, playing drums wow. in his studio, like in Colorado. Like Jay, Ma- like I said, I mean Jay Mass is obviously not in Descendants, but it had uh, a couple other guys from the Descendants in it, and then uh, and then Jay's kind of soloing, not on every song, but on some of the songs. But um, there's a song on there called "Baby's Home" that's just just like classic revenge love story song that's so great. But right. I have a friend who's a very like he's the uh, he's like the uh, quintessential collector. Like he has all the best stuff and he Mm -hmm. always he always has everything. And uh, when I posted finding it, even he was like, whoa, that's on my list. And I never find it. I was like, wow, (laughs) if that's on his list (laughs) and he never finds it, then this is really, really great. So, again, you know, kind of goes back to the other three where. 
when you shop a lot, you're used to seeing the same old things. And then when something like that hits you in the face, you're just like, right. Yes. I, yep. uh, what is this doing in Murfreesboro? <laughs> right. How did it get here? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, that one was, that was one that I was, that was really very excited about. Yeah. I think I would be the same if I ever found car button cloth on vinyl, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they never, cause it was still on that point. He was on tag records, yeah. which was the subsidiary of the Atlantic group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think they ever pressed. Uh, I don't think they ever made. Any well, this this that, pressing but... is not actually Vagrant. It's uh, like a, you know, it's like a smaller label. It's kind of like like Beck would release vinyl on like Bong right. or whatever, you know. So this is kind of like yeah. a whole other, it's like home some home records or something like that. But oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, very very limited and hard to find and very pricey if you if you go searching for it online. So I'm sure. super excited. Sure. Now I'm gonna go look for all those lemon heads records. Dang it! Uh, I also have <coughs> a green. I have a green copy of "It's Shame About Ray" that I love, and I, I DJ with it every every chance I get. So inevitably, somebody in the crowd's like, "Yes!" <laughs> yeah. Heads, so I'm like, that yeah, record. That record that. does does things to me. Yep. Still, like it's just like one of those. It's like ingrained in my conscience from teenage dumb. <laughs> like I'll never it's, not turn into a high schooler when I hear that record. <laughs> well, to me, it's sort of like a perfect album in the sense that as soon as you hear, as soon as the song ends, you automatically hear the next song. There's just not yep. a skip. There's not a song to skip, right? So it just starts right. and finishes. And when you, let's say you're like driving and you hear a song on the radio by them, and then you don't hear the next one, it feels weird. You're like, oh, that's right. kind of weird, you know? Right. So. Right. Right. Yep. Um. All right, number three, uh, one that I talked about wanting for a while and finally got. Uh, NXS's "Listen Like Thieves." Hey, there you go. Yep, finally got it for like uh, a whopping like two or three bucks, something stupid yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> which is which made me very happy that I held out on like any of the other copies that I ever saw or anybody else ever saw. I think you saw one for like ten, right? Maybe I um, think it was a, some weird like foreign pressing though. So right, yeah. Um, it is. Uh, I was. I knew the the two biggies off. Of the, I guess technically there's three biggies off of that record, but the two are uh, what you need and listen like thieves, which are like one and two. <laughs> like they give you no. There is no yeah. like. Well, we're gonna man. hide the single or whatever. It yep. just goes boom, boom. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at the rest of the record. Um, not because I thought it'd be like, oh man, NXS sucks and this is gonna be a terrible record, but I was just surprised at like how well put together of an album it is. Um, and it's very there's there is definitely the pop sheen that was about to happen on kick uh had not quite happened yet like they hadn't like super glossed everything over and and it really just said we're going to make like a monumentally popular record like this was still had some grit and grime to it i mean they weren't ever like super gritty and grimy but 
this was more like a rock record for them and uh yeah it's really good i have spun it multiple times since i got it and been super psyched so awesome in excess <laughs> diatribe over because <laughs> all the all the copies of kick are like ridiculously expensive like well yeah because it's like uh you know probably their biggest and uh i don't know is that their biggest uh i think that was yeah that was like that it was like a one two three punch of listen like thieves kick and then i think x was the next record but those right. those three were that was their moment like yeah in a big way yep because there's like three singles off of listen like thieves shine like it does is on there i think too um yeah. which is a big one but then like then you have like you know, uh, Devil Inside and all that was yet to come. Never yeah. tears apart. All the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an audible on my fourth yep. and uh, and go with your <laughs> uh, with the way you chose things with the rabbit hole and just put oh, okay. gospel soul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we you, go. You saw this firsthand because yep. we were at Carolina Soul together on. Saturday was that Saturday? It's all a blur. Saturday. It's all a blur. I just like saw you on four Saturday. days ago. <laughs> no, seriously, today's only Tuesday, and I, I honestly was about to say like a week ago. It's uh, that eight-hour drive from Raleigh to Nashville. That'll that'll reset your uh, like co- uh, concept of time. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. But you saw me. You saw me go nuts there and pick up a bunch more. Yep. Just gospel soul stuff and, and even just walk away completely from the 45s, which were overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. And put stuff back. We did pretty good that day, though. We both grabbed a lot. And then we both were like, yes. uh, and, and let me whittle and, this. Yeah. And trimmed it down. But um, although I did pick up that African head charge record. Good, good for you. I'm glad you did. I, I wanted it you was, to have it. It's really good. I wanted it's you really to have good. it. Um, uh, but I just, I mean, I think when you buy a lot of records like we do, anytime you can find sort of some sort of niche genre, you know, in, in this case, sort of funky soul music, you know, with a, a gospel tinge to it, like it's, right. uh, um, and then you start to find all those kind of labels that you've never heard of and artists you've never heard of and allows you to do research and um and just find out all these great things there's all this great cover art that goes with it and you know a lot of these people are still alive still doing gospel shows um i mean it's it's sort of fascinating and there's gospel songs that are complete complete ripoffs of like popular songs but they probably nobody cared because nobody's gonna sue someone doing a gospel version of i thank right. you you know what i mean <laughs> um, right you know i heard one the other day it's uh, a record um and instead of uh, just my imagination it's just my salvation and i'm listening mm. to it like wait this is just my imagination but uh, i just tweak a few things <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just sort of opens up a whole new, it's kind of like with the, you know, the, like the Afro Cuban, all of that sort of all those sub genres, which I'll be honest with you. I really, really would love to get into all that. There's just so much material out there. I know that I'll go nuts. Um, and a lot of it's sought after. And so it's kind of expensive, but this has been a fun little $5 pickup here and there. And, 
uh, listened to it and I couldn't even begin to explain all the different acts I've bought. I just, I've gone nuts. I, I still, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I still haven't made it through the records that I bought, uh, you know, at Carolina soul, but, um, That's fair. but I, uh, but I've got them kind of all queued up and have been listening to them. It's, you know, it's also Sunday's always good listening day. And I spent that driving eight hours back to Nashville. So, right. Uh, so I'll get caught up this week, but, um, but yeah, so I guess if, 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 if we're kind of saying a rabbit hole for, uh, for number for, to include in our used list, then I'll, I'll happily, uh, throw that as my number four, just sort of a, the gospel soul rabbit hole. So. Right. I guess if I had a number four, since I'm tentatively just staring at this wall of records, um, it would have to be, honestly, right now, it's <laughs> the uh, the Rolling Stones Emotional Rescue record <laughs> I that love I told that you, you I love that you're crushing on this record so much. It's. Did you listen to it? No, I told you when you text me about it, you're like, what are your thoughts on Rolling Stones? <laughs> and my reply was, and this is true, I am the laziest Rolling Stones fan of all time. Like, right. There's huge Rolling Stones songs that I know. I couldn't tell you a single album they're on. Like, I right. have singles that I own that I love. Couldn't tell sure. you like what year they came out, what label they were on. Uh, I just am so lazy. I don't underappreciate them i appreciate them i just i'm just lazy <laughs> so i had a hard time encouraging you in this emotional rescue of yours but i love that you're <laughs> like obsessed with it because that's what that's what this is all about is us figuring out these weird records that people are like really and uh explaining what we missed right let's talk about this for a minute okay also also <laughs> didn't you find it don't you have it? I do have it. I do okay. have it. Okay. Fair. Okay. But that is Just a, I told you I'm so lazy. Even when I, I found it, and I was entering it in the discogs. <laughs> I put it in the nice little protective sleeve, and I put it right back on this shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I, too, am a very lazy Rolling Stones fan. That's yeah. why probably why this record struck me the way it did. Um, we were toiling away at work and i don't know we put something on in the background just running some crazy playlist and about those are always great towards the end of our day because you know it starts at like 4 a.m or something stupid and like yeah. so by the time you're about to leave you've really they've really gone through like all the big things and they're starting to like really try and like they're pulling, you know, you're the weird. You're working the bots, <laughs> right? They're like, man, these guys are still listening. <laughs> like, good lord! So, this song, "Emotional Rescue," comes on, and I'm like, I'm like rolling dough or something. And I like literally stopped. Like, I was like, what is this? I was like, this sounds like the Rolling Stones, and I have like, I have control of the thing via my phone. So I look it up and I'm like, it is the Rolling Stones, but this is the weirdest Rolling Stones. I don't I don't know that I knew that this existed. So then I in in one of those moments, you're like, you go to the record store just looking like the next couple of days, and boom, there it is. Emotional <laughs> rescue. And it's like three dollars or whatever. I'm like, yep, well, I'm taking that home. <laughs> um, and the single off of this is uh She's So Cold. 
Yep. Yeah. Which is the only song that I knew about this. And then when you read this whole history of this record, it gets really weird and interesting because it's like right after uh, Tattoo You. So they have they put out some girls and been, uh, which is probably, that's probably my favorite Rolling Stones record. Some girls, maybe Sticky Fingers. We'll say Sticky Fingers, uh, Some Girls, and Tattoo You. Those are like the ones, like I love those records. And Tattoo You is like a weird like thing unto itself. But then they, so they're huge, like giant. They're bigger than they've ever been at this point. Like they're playing stadiums like nobody's business. And then they have to go in and do this other record. And then they do Emotional Rescue. And it's real weird. It's yeah. like... But they don't really like each other. Like Nick and Keith are now fully in I hate you. Don't ever talk to me. Uh, Keith has barely missed being locked up in a jail in Canada for his entire life because of a drug charge. Like, is is time to be in the Rolling Stones. <laughs> if there was ever a normal time, this is not it. Anyways, it has like ignited me on finding... Rolling Stones records on vinyl now, so now I'm like, now, now of course because I'm looking for them, they're not there. But uh, that's my new rabbit hole is finding Rolling Stones records. That's fun. Um, I'm surprised none of them uh, will be uh, be as weird as this one, but I'm surprised Exile Main Street wasn't uh, wasn't on your list. I I have this weird memory of that record, yeah, like hearing it and being like, I don't like this <laughs> and maybe like now i would hear it and be like no i love this but like it's it's like a hard it's like a hard memory to get over for some reason like i'm, I'm always like man i'm gonna dive in and listen to this thing and then i'm like yeah. no i'm not i'm not That's actually fair. gonna do that um sticky fingers i love sticky fingers has always been like it sounds like you know, it sounds like a band that probably is actually accomplished at playing music, but at that very moment that, that the tape was rolling, they were real, real drunk and couldn't totally pull it off, yeah. <laughs> but pulled it off with like the gut of the thing and not the like head of the thing. Like it was all like willing themselves to like yeah. make these songs. Um, I mean, Wild Horses is great, but like, if you really dig in, and listen, like everybody's out of tune. <laughs> Nobody's singing on key. Like yeah. it's, it's sloppy. It's just, it's just everything you want a rock and roll record to be. Like you're like, yes, that is rock and roll. And then you know, some girls just like suddenly they found disco, and then they just rode that for like the next three records. Like they're yeah. just like, yep, we're just gonna play disco from here on out. <laughs> Well, I tell and, you what, yeah. I will listen to Emotional Rescue this week. And you're, you're going to, I know what you're going to tell me. You're going to be like, I don't get it, dude. <laughs> I will, I'll probably be because I the listen house to it. when I do, but. <laughs> well, there's like, there's like two or three songs in there where they like sort of like just are playing like what sounds like they're just trying to like phone in some blues. 
And then they get, you know, it's like, it's like not great. Like you're like, I don't know what you're doing right here. And then they get to like emotional rescue was a single apparently, which I, I was like, never heard it. And then, uh, she's so cold is the next song and also the big song on the record. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Cause you had to entice people to listen through the rest of this thing. Cause what else you got? Like, it sounds kind of like you were mining the, <laughs> the, the dregs. <laughs> but 1980 was a weird year for a lot of people. So. Right. Like, it just sounds like they, it sounds like everybody wanted to be the talking heads, basically. Yeah. Like, it's like, we need to do that. People were starting <laughs> to like that. We need to do that. And you're like, no, you probably don't. Probably don't. You're probably good leaving that to them. They're probably not even okay doing that. I don't know. So, years ago, I received a very large donation of records from Emily's aunt, which is always appreciated. When and yep. uh, uh, she was moving and was uh, had had finally realized the burden of all her years of collecting and uh, wanted to go to a good home. So I received them. So she has a ton of Rolling Stones in there. Like she's got a re- real early pressing of Sticky Fingers and still the zipper Oof. and everything. Yep. So. So that explains why I, 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 there's so many in there that like, I just like, that's what I'm kind of going through. It's like Christmas project. If I ever get around to any of these and I keep saying I'm going to do, but like, uh, I'd love to, I need to, when we moved, unfortunately, a lot of the records, we kind of had like this stressful last minute, like may not be able to get into the house the day we were supposed to while we had everything out of the old house, you know? So all the oh, records right. were the last to move and they just kind of made it in the car and made it over here. And then they got all out of order. And so I'm trying to get everything back in order, like in the nice sleeves and, and discogs and all this stuff. So that's why I hit the, I hit a weird section. I was like, Oh, we got all these Rolling Stones records. So that's why I was texting you like, Oh, look what I found. So, so that explains why, like, it's always like, don't you have it? And be like, Oh yeah, I do have it. So that, that kind of right. explains like, I, I have it because someone sort of, gifted it to me in a large stack that i've never really there's so much great stuff in there i've never been able to process all of it so uh right so that that's that's if anyone has listened this far and is like well what why would that boy not know he had that record that, that's why yeah that's why and and because it's rolling stones and i i mean i agree if there's one band on earth that i'm like real lazy about it's the rolling stones oh, and it's not so because lazy. i'm like that much more of a Beatles fan, even. I'm just like, man, I don't know. No, I was a lazy <laughs> Beatles fan for for years too. Um, you know, there's just so much stuff, and like the people that grew up with it, they were able to process it in the times. So I think they got a little bit better understanding right. of it. But uh, I, I, you know, I'm a lazy Bob Dylan fan. I mean, like, yep. uh, I mean, I have a lot, a lot of his stuff, but like, again throw me a song and i'd be like i think that's on this one or that one you know what i mean but like it's just right. there's almost so much material for some of these great acts for this many years it's hard to remember exactly yeah. which one in in for me that is i mean the people that know it know it great and i love it because they can they can talk in circles and um and kind of explain how everything works but um but yeah you know i don't i don't think that that's a bad thing it's just like yeah cool rolling stones great band you know whatever right and it's that whole like whole weird like old rolling stones new rolling stones what happened after brian jones died and deba daba deba daba like 
it's like it is hard it's like which like it took me years to know like you know when you heard like jumping jack flash like who's playing on this song like <laughs> yeah is that we, is that you know what it never occurs to me but it didn't brown sugar come out in like the 80s like i just always assumed that was a really old song <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh not near as old as i thought i don't i don't know like you know i was born in 78 also, so like you know anything like post like you know anything like 80s on is just you know hair metal and pop for me like i just i wasn't paying attention to rolling stones then so well also like like some of the we talk about this at work a lot because if you put like classic rocky sort of things on these songs come through but like brown sugar is a perfect example like it comes on you start listening to it and you're like man how did this song like i always am like i don't understand how the song escaped like any sort of censoring ever like yeah. <laughs> it is not okay. There's yeah. nothing about this song. There's nothing about start me up. Like it has some yeah, very very questionable lines. <laughs> it's like how did this how, like yeah. today this would be like bleeped and blooped, you know, like yep. they'd be like no, you can't say that, whatever. But like <laughs> like yeah, it's Mick Jagger whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like how did you get away with saying that? <laughs> well, I think that um I think we've we've kind of uh, we've gone through um, sort of it's crazy that the year's almost over and to kind True. of go through a year's worth. I've I've the older I get, the more I enjoy kind of keeping lists. So I, I've kind of kept my own little list. I've got discogs, obviously, but I, I kind of also just keep a real like basic like this is what I bought list. And um, it's right. it's pretty crazy when you go through it all and be like, wow, I bought all that in one year. But um, right. But it's been a fun year of kind of shopping and finding new things and, you know, picking out records to to play for other people and, you know, going down the rabbit holes and, and finding interesting things and, you know, calling and discussing them with you. And then yep. as soon as I think I'm caught up on new stuff or new stuff, then somebody announces a reissue that I got to have. And you and I right. send each other four or five Instagram announcements a day and. Yeah, um, you know, there's just constantly stuff coming out, so it's kind of made it fun and keeps us on yeah. our toes. And um, I, you know, I don't, I can't think of anything. I think maybe an episode we could do at one point is maybe go twenty back twenty five years and see what records came out and if there's any that we would want to, you know what I mean, look for a twenty fifth anniversary because that kind of seems to be the the new right. thing, you know, like the 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 benchmark now. It's like boom. 25 here it is so uh maybe, yeah. maybe we can do that uh in, in the new year yeah i think uh well i think we've only got another year before we get another rem reissue so there you go yeah there you i go. think it new new adventures in high fives like it came out really quickly yeah, after so it's got to be like yeah. next year i think yeah so yeah I would probably need the last one that I would be reissue. Like, <laughs> real yeah, fired up about. Was it up or up on the sun or something like that? It was one of those. Uh, up. I, up was yeah, first. Um, around yeah. the sun. Around the, the sun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of those are fine. I, I don't know that they need to be overly reissued, but um, but that's just right. maybe my opinion. So. I was a big fan right. of the Day Sleeper song, but yeah, yeah. that was, uh, I couldn't tell you what else happened on that record. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had a fun time in Raleigh this weekend. Thank you for taking care of us and the fam. Of course. 
course. And uh, we hope to come back and hit up uh, a couple other stores um, when we're there. And I think we're going to miss you guys when you're here. I think we'll be visiting family out. But uh, I hope you guys have a safe trip. We will. Safe trip Thank here. You. And uh, uh, where do you guys usually stay? We usually stay down in Cornersville with uh, Stacy's parents. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Or with her sister, well, which need... is in Franklin. So. Yeah, so if you're in Franklin, I, I can uh, I'll, send, I'll I'll give you the info on Luna. Go in there and uh, okay. and, uh, and, uh, and 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 give me a name drop, and uh, they'll say hello. Good people there. Nice, good deal. I will check it out. Everybody right, will. Um, uh, if I don't, I'm sure I'll talk to you before then. But I'm gonna do a sort of a yeah. fake podcast. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> As As if I'm not going to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> a, a week happy holidays sign off. <laughs> happy holidays. <laughs> wah, wah. I will also tell you this. I'm just going to go ahead and warn you that I yep. have stockpiled uh, some vacation days and uh, I have to cash them in before the end of the year. So I am sort of done for the rest of the year. Uh, oh, wow. In the office, so be prepared. I'm already oh, itching boy. to be out, <laughs> out and about, starting tomorrow. Oh. So, the, oh, the thrift oh store is already calling my calling my name. So, so be ready. <laughs> All right, it sounds great. Be ready for lots of texts from me. <laughs> and oh, you already sent me the Great Escape. How they bought that collection, and they're having oh. a twenty percent off sale on Saturday. So that's where I'll be on Saturday. So. Oh boy, I'm ready. Yeah, that looks that looked like I'm a monster. Itching. Yeah, but I sold a ton of stuff this weekend, like a ton. I can't, I, I can't even explain to you how much stuff. I came home last <laughs> night. I came home from work, and I, I think sixteen or seventeen things, and I've still got three or four more to pack. And most of them are like low dollar. I had one really big and high dollar one. So like, I'm like, ooh, the coffers are filling up. Time to get, yep. time to hit the stores. So yep, we'll go get them, Tiger. All right, buddy. All right, man. <laughs> Talk to you later. All right, everybody. Yes. Bye. Bye.